Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning, the Wednesday morning of Inter-Dominion 2023 taking flight. Friday night we'll have the first round heats for both the pacing and trotting divisions of the sport's most prestigious series taking place this year in Queensland. All three heats and the final uh, to be run at Albion Park. We'll start off on Friday night at the short course, move to next Tuesday for the second round heats over 2100 before the final rounds of heats will be run on Saturday December 9th and then we'll look forward to a week later those grand finals to be staged on the 16th of December at Albion Park. If you haven't planned your trip I'd suggest you do so. It's going to be a superb grand final series particularly for both the Pacers and the Trotters. Plenty of entertainment. Thirsty Merck will be playing as part of the night alongside several other uh, real highlights on that card of racing and I guess it's somewhat of a farewell to Albion Park as well. We know that this will be the final Inter-Dominion series staged at the track with only a few years of racing remaining before uh, we move to a different site for the Metropolitan Home of Harness Racing. So it's going to be uh, a real carnival and celebration. As mentioned, New South Wales with a very strong hand in both the pacing and the trotting series. So it's going to be great to see uh, how New South Wales stack up. All in markets, as have been available for quite some time, are available on both series, as well as markets for the heats are now open with tab uh, for Friday night to get things started. We did race uh, yesterday uh, at Menangle. Pretty dreary conditions, but good to see uh, the meeting run and won a few heats of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Series continued for the three-year-old fillies. It was Roll with Sloy with the minor upset and Extreme C. Now, also went around at a nice enough price in the three-year-old Colts and Gildings division. Now, when it comes to racing this evening, of course, we head to Bathurst as we do uh, each and every Wednesday night. And a gentleman with a really strong book of drives tonight at Bathurst, as he so often does on these Wednesday night fixtures, is Doug Hewitt. And he's been kind enough to lend us some time this morning to hopefully find us a winner or two amongst a big, a long night of 11 races. Good morning to you, Doug. How are you? Yeah, going good. Thanks, Brett. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Into Dominion time. Unfortunately uh, for yourself and your dad's team, you won't be heading north to contest this series. Was there ever any uh, thought in uh, including your stable star rip in the Inter Dominion or is it a season too soon? Does the series not suit a horse like him? No, it definitely does suit him and there was a lot of um, thought about it um, but as as we've mentioned before he's been a horse that he, every time he's had a setback he's had to come back against just the top quality horses and we just thought it was the time just to give him a chance to race his own grade and he's been going down to Menangle week in week out and being very competitive down there he won a couple and he's up into the free for all grade down there so um, he, he handles himself well in that grade but we thought we'd just give him a couple goes at um, normal races for him before just throwing him straight back in the deep end again. 
Yeah, fair enough too. And of course, next year, the Inter-Dominion is to be staged in New South Wales. So it'll be in his home state. It'll be a five-year-old and uh, looking forward to seeing how he contests that in, say, 12 months' time from now. Plenty of uh, horses that you're partnering up with tonight. So we'll get stuck straight into your book of drives. You start off in the opening race, which is the first heat of the Soldiers Saddle Series, a hotly contested series each and every year. You've got Sergeant drawn up here in race number one from the inside of the second row. Is that... Uh, good, bad, or indifferent from a barrier draw perspective for Sergeant? No, it's not too bad for him. He's only a three-year-old that um, has been ever consistent this year. He's always around the money, although his form sort of says he's fallen off a little bit. But um, he's one of those horses that he can run out a long trip, no worries at all. But um, given the inside draw, we'll just stick there and take our chances and hopefully be close enough to have a shot at him come turning for home. You mentioned his recent form. He was a winner three starts ago and leading all the way over that middle trip, which he looks really dynamic over. So the shorter course, uh, I would assume that you'll be hoping for a fair bit of tempo to help you out. Yeah, definitely. That, that'll suit him down to the ground. He's one of those horses that can just run consistent uh, times throughout. So uh, long trip doesn't worry him at all. He'll run all day, just as long as it's not just a walk and a sprint home. But um, yeah, if there's a bit of uh, tempo early in that race and... Like I said, he, he gets his chance a little bit later on. It, he's definitely not out of it, that's for sure. Race number three is a heat of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Regional Series, and you have have you checked in uh, as your drive here. Speaking of three-year-olds, this guy's really talented. He's been in several of the big contests, and he never disgraces himself either. I'm sure you would have loved a front-row draw with him, though he's a hard horse to get by if he can find the top. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was grateful last week to be chucked on from the boys. They, they always do an unreal job with this horse, and it just proved again last week. He had the burn at the start, and then um, Matty Roo coming out to look at him going past the post, so he had to sort of quicken again, and then I was lucky enough to get away with a pretty cheap third sectional, but it was enough just to get him home. But um, drawing off a helmet, the boys aren't too worried. They, they actually think he, he's just as good off a helmet as he is in front, so hopefully that's a go, and same as first race if there's a little bit of tempo early with the likes of smooth buzz on deep water cams on the front row or hopefully we're coming home over top all right that's race number three have you checked in ever consistent uh, from the second row presently the third favorite there a smooth buzz is an easing fave we move across to race number four and you're aboard on parion sir here it looks as though it's your first drive on this guy so it's probably i guess a bit of a uh, a look and learn from that perspective tonight and also the barrier draw looks pretty tough yeah I actually had to drive on this bloke at the trials last week and um, he sort of his form doesn't reflect how he's actually going at the moment as Benny would tell you he's actually one of those horses that just needs a bit of luck and he's he's in any uh, competition so the draws obviously they're going to be the hardest thing for him there tonight but yeah he's one of those horses that gets his bit of luck and he'll be in the finish. You sit out race five and race number six, you partner up with Bring Your Best here, a race that's been cut about a little by scratchings. Only the eight starters now. The vixen for Amanda Turnbull's been uh, super good in her two starts to date. So she looks incredibly hard to beat. And you're aboard this runner last time out. He probably needs to improve a little bit on what he took to the races last week. Yeah, he did. And as me and uh, Matty spoke about last time, there's just probably a couple of things that we needed to change with him. He'd um, he done a little bit wrong here and there, but 
it actually wasn't as bad as what that ninth suggests. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those races where we'll drive for a bit of luck and see how we go. Manda's obviously going to be tough to beat, but you've also got Uncle Craigo that went massive last week. So hopefully it makes the race a pretty even contest. Race number seven is the third heat of the Soldiers' Saddle uh, for tonight. And betting dual lines up here. Really uncharacteristic below par performance by this filly last time out. She basically never runs a bad race, but she didn't help herself out getting really keen last time out. And I would assume that was a reasoning for a, a disappointing performance when your dad was aboard. Yeah, and it was over the long trip as well, Britt. So that um, really brought her unstuck. But we've done a lot of work with her at home and... Um, I actually think she's way over the odds there in that race. She's, um, as you mentioned, a horse that hardly ever puts in a bad run, and I, I don't expect her to put one in tonight. She's come off that run, and we've changed a few things, and I'll be expecting her to get back to her best tonight. She's got a lot of gate speed, drawn out a little bit, but uh, I guess when you're drawn out there and you have that uh, early toe that you can sometimes make something out of a bad barrier draw, are you, are you tempted to let her slide off the gate? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, as you mentioned, anywhere from sort of five and out, it's always a risk. Um, there's a lot of petrol you've got to burn to get across the field, but if you can do it quick enough and find them peg line, that makes it a whole lot easier for the rest of the race. So I think we've got to try our luck and at least get across to either the running line, if not have a shot from the top. All right, that's race number seven, looking for an improved performance from uh, betting jewel. Race number nine, always lightning goes around here. This two-year-old's had a, a busy enough season, but you wouldn't know it. He just keeps turning up. And even last time out, uh, when he took on one of those Breeders' Challenge regional heats, he wasn't far away again. So uh, I don't think his probably numbers reflect uh, how he's gone all season long. He's going to win his fair share of races, this guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's one of those horses that you sort of never expected too much of as a young horse. We thought if he could win one, we'd be really happy as a two-year-old and then um, we'll just sort of take it as it comes with him. But he's one of those horses, every time you give him a task, he steps up to it. So um, I think he's going to be a nice horse down the track and he's really only just starting to find his feet now. And um, as Gary Thorncast, we're going to just try to win one and then tip him out. But while he's in this form, I think we'll try and knock another one off if we can by the end of the year and then give him a really good spell. Probably skip the likes of Bathurst and just um, look after him as a late three-year-old. He looks to have a little bit of natural early speed as well. We've seen him used off the armour and still be pretty effective. He, he seems to be fairly versatile. How do things shake out tonight? Rock U is a horse who's starting to build a, a nice and impressive record in saying that he's probably not the furnished product himself. So uh, your guy might have the professionalism over a few of his other rivals. Yeah, well, that's it. And as you mentioned, he does have that early gate speed and drawn through. And I was mentioning him before. Um, find the pegs is always an advantage but then again tonight being late in the program and there's a fair bit of wild weather around so I don't know how the track's going to be holding up by then so um, we'll play it by year but he is one of those just ultimate professionals for a young horse and always seems to do everything right and put in good runs so hopefully that's going to take him a long way. 
And your final drive on tonight's card comes up in race number 10 in the three-year-old Phillies New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Regional Heat. Logan Dream, another super consistent horse from your stable. She comes through racing at Parks and Cowra and uh, Blaney. She's uh, just that sort of filly that seems to be able to bob up anywhere and run a good race when circumstances permit. She probably would have been a really good hope would it have not been for Windy Hill Tara? Because outside of that top filly, uh, it looks really even. But uh, even despite the bad barrier draw for Windy Hill Tara, she probably looks very, very hard to beat tonight. Yeah, I think she's a class above the rest in that race. But she, um, she's got the runs on the board. And, um, yeah, I think everyone knows that. So it's just one of those things where you've got to weigh your options up and try and finish off as close as you can to her pretty much so she's a horse with super gate speed that's why we like to take her to those smaller tracks as she finds t- uh, the top she can be pretty solid to run down but tonight from that six as I said it's a fair ask to cross them um, like Benningville but I think I'd be better off driving her a little bit colder tonight and just drop her off the arm and then come with one run late. Solid book of drives tonight. A few tricky barrier draws, which probably uh, don't help. But is there a runner tonight that uh, you're heading to the races with a little bit of confidence surrounding? Uh, from our stable, I, yeah, I really like betting Jewel, and I think that she's way over the odds, as I mentioned. But um, then again, she's going to have to do her fair share of work. Um, Sergeant will be doing nothing on the fence, and if he gets a crack at him, he's one of those horses that never puts in a bad run from our mind. And, um, then again, you've got Have You Checked In, which I think if there is any tempo early, it should suit him right to the ground and hopefully I'm sleeping late. So a couple of chances there, Britt, without being super confident on any of them. I, I think they should all be around the money. That's tonight at Bathurst, a big 11 race card. And then again, you'll head to Menangle on Saturday night. So we might as well just touch on those runners too. We've already spoken about Rip, but uh, what did you make of his run last week in the Tony Turnbull? Uh, the time was quite solid for the 2300 metres. It was a bit of a, a chopping and changing race. But then again, he just looks so much more comfortable back at the big track at Menangle. And he's back to the sprint trip this week. Yeah, well, that's going to suit him down to the ground. Like um, everyone for a while, we're a little bit, Nerves taking him over that long trip, but we've done a lot of work with him, and he's just developed into such a racehorse now that you sort of can pick and choose where you want to go. And uh, I thought he went super over that long trip. Admittedly, I sort of tried to get up to Cam and that before they put the hammer down up the straight, and I probably could have sat a little bit longer, and he probably finishes third, if not fourth. But um, then again, this week back to the short trip's going to suit him down to the ground, and I think he's a really good chance in that. That's race number two, the up to 105. We see the likes of Cash and Flow, Mac Da Vinci, some really informed horses, but Rip uh, goes around there. And then across into race number five, we've got some heats of the Christmas gift there on Saturday night. Always Thunder, I think, is a very talented horse, but he must be a very frustrating horse. He's got all the talent in the world, but it must be a bit of a lottery which version of him is going to show up. Yeah, it honestly is. Um, Last week, same thing, first up over the long trip. I thought he'd done pretty well. They ran unreal times at Bathurst for the way the track was, and he got less down wanting a bit and gasping for air, but he's um, tightened up a lot this week and put an extra bit of work into him. So um, he's another horse that would likes to get back to Menangle, and hopefully he can do a job in that. If not, go close to winning, just qualify, and I think he'd be a fair shot in the final of that race.
Yeah, his Menangle record is certainly uh, pretty smart. And then over in race number eight, Jungle Baby lines up here in the up to 75. She's been so consistent. She was third last time out, uh, coming from a, a long way back in behind Sailor Girl. So if she can just maybe settle a pair or two closer from the good gate on Saturday night, you must think that she can run a bold race. Yeah, I've always had a lot of time from this filly, even as a young horse. She, um, she's you just don't look underneath the legs. She throws legs everywhere, and she's always been pretty wild in that manner. But she just—you can never doubt that she's going to put in a good run. She's got a massive heart and always tries it right to the end, as she did last Saturday night. So drawing one suits her down to the ground, and I think she's a fair shot in that as well, Brett. All right. Well, that's Saturday night at Menangle. Three key chances. There are a busy few days upcoming, Doug. So we really appreciate you joining us to take us through uh, your steers over the next few days. Best of luck, particularly tonight at Bathurst. Appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you, Brett. Doug, you are joining us this morning. He heads to Bathurst tonight with quite a few key chances. It's an intriguing night of racing all in all. Uh, some good New South Wales Breeders Challenge regional heats, but a, a long night. 11 races in total this evening from Bathurst, so lots of winners to be found. The first getting underway at 5.40. We head to Tamworth and Penrith tomorrow, and then of course Friday we're going to have a, a big focus with so much to look forward to on Friday. We've got Young with their Carnival of Cups night. If you're yet to secure your ticket uh, for that super night of hard racing and entertainment head to the carnival of cups website that cherry city cup is race number eight on the card and it looks an ultra competitive event we've got pars guaranteed looking to go back to back after being successful at cowra also on friday night those inter-dominion heats that we've alluded to and over in the west my ultimate ronnie will have his first start uh, in the four-year-old classic jared alchin taking his star four-year-old over to tackle this race and the golden nugget in two weeks time and will rickson has been confirmed as the driver for my ultimate ronnie with cam hart sticking a little closer to home with the inter-dominion heats taking place in that clash uh, will rickson has been engaged and he'll fly over to partner with my ultimate ronnie who from a positive barrier draw of three looks incredibly hard to beat in that contest so the next 36 hours or so is going to be uh, jam-packed. 48 hours probably we're extending out to and a little further than that. In fact, it's going to be a very, very busy few days in harness racing, particularly Friday. We don't know where to look there. So I'll have plenty more information surrounding that tomorrow on tomorrow morning's show, just after 10.30 here on Sky Sports Radio. And then, of course, Michael Guerin will join you Friday morning as well. You'll keep up to date with everything that's happening in the very busy world of harness racing here on Sky Sports Radio.